dropping the hammer. No, you're not. up with you uh the thursday before martinsville sheldon uh, i mean well this morning i had uh had some sim time uh with chevy simulators so um yeah spent a few hours there this morning and, and actually just got home um pretty much in time to to do this and and shower and then uh brett moss and i are going to drive up to martinsville here in about an hour so Okay, so you got an hour drive to Martinsville. What, what do you usually do when you're driving to a track? Like, how do you kill time? Uh, well, since it's Brett and I, we'll probably just talk about, we'll just talk about racing, really, in between Xfinity and probably our micro sprints. I, I saw, yeah, I saw in your Twitter account that you hashtag amateur uh, micro racer. So, <laughs> so, so, so what, what's, what's up with that? How'd you get into micro racing how recently uh, anyway? yeah they kind of started to come around millbridge a, a couple years ago um and i wanted something to do you know and and i guess my spare time and and i wanted to race more so brett and i actually went out and, and watched a couple of races and and it looked super fun um so we're like man we got to get a couple of these so um kind of saved throughout the year and, and got a, got a car that, that wasn't great and, and really didn't, I only raced it like once, um, and blew it up. And then uh, I got a hyper, um, and then I ended up getting another hyper chassis. So kind of been, uh, been going through a couple of cars, but, um, built the car I have now. I've had it for about a year now. Um, and just, yeah, just have fun with it. And, um, I raced it, not a whole lot last year, but I guess towards the end of the year, I raced it a lot more than now. Uh, this year, I'm trying to run like every Wednesday night with it. So uh, I went quick time two weeks ago uh, and broke in the heat. And then uh, last night, I didn't qualify as good. Uh, ran second in my heat and then went eighth to fifth in the main. Um, and it's really hard. Like we're getting 35 plus cars at Millbridge. Okay. And it's And it's like good people. Like how big, are, how big are the fields, like, for the features? Like, how big are they? Uh, they let 20 in. So, okay. 50 or 16 cars didn't make it last night. And it's, like, hard to make it. Like, the two, uh, like, class champions last year, the Ethan Burdett and Trevor Klein, mm -hmm. I think they they had to go through B's last night. Like, that's how hard it is. Um, and, like, Larson won, Bell second, then Cruz was third, and Jesse Love was fourth. I was fifth, so it's like all really good guys, and even behind me, there's a lot of really fast cars. Uh, like with with Bell and Larson, I'd be like, man, I, I'm already chasing you uh, on at my full time job. Why, why do you get to follow me down here? That, that that's that, that's how I would view that. How do you view that? Having to chase them even in micro racing. Uh, I mean, for me, it's fun. Um, just trying to be better, you know. If those kids are. I guess they're not kids anymore, but uh, <laughs> Larson and Bell are, are obviously extremely good at midgets and, and sprint cars, and um, they're both you know, multi-time Chili Bowl winners. So, um, yeah, to be able to go and try to learn from them, you know, on the dirt side of things and, and just try to make myself better as a race car driver. 
So you you don't have I'm you I'm guessing you and Moffat don't that this isn't your background you, at all, right? Dirt racing, you mean shape or form? Kinda. I mean, he grew up racing like flat carts, uh, and then he went dirt modified racing before he went asphalt racing, and then okay, I grew up uh, dirt bikes when I was little, and then I ran pretty much full time off road. Uh, okay. And so I have a lot of dirt background. It's not so much of like a sprint car or oval short tracks. Yeah, exactly. How, so what, what's how much of an adjustment is it for you? Uh, it's not bad. I mean, the micro sprints, it's little and you just drive it as hard as you can, really. Um, where it, probably if it was a midget or, or a sprint car, obviously there'd be a lot harder to drive and a lot more adjusting periods. So, um, yeah, I feel like we've kind of got in and kind of got up to speed right away. Uh, now it's just fine tuning to win races. All right. So let's, let's talk a little bit of Xfinity, your, your full-time job. So you're, you're, you're seven races in this season coming, coming off like a not so great outing at Richmond. Um, where, where do you feel like you're at right now? Through, through seven races with RCR? Gosh, I mean, yeah, we've had some tough weekends. I think our short track stuff's a little off right now. I mean, it obviously is. We run 14th at Phoenix and, like, 22nd last week. Like, that was outright, 22nd. Like, we had a smooth race, just got beat, like, straight up. So, um, thankfully, it's not just us. Our teammate is struggling, too, and, mm. and just – need to find a little speed in the cars i don't know it's hard to say where we're missing it because we were super tight at phoenix and then we're super loose at richmond um so it, it'll probably take a little bit of time to to probably get up to speed in the short track stuff but i feel like our mile and a half stuff's really close um but it makes it hard right we have 20 minutes of practice mm -hmm. uh, i haven't been at any of these tracks in xfinity cars so the first few laps are you know, trying to get used to it and, and how hard you can drive it. And then from there, it's, you know, what does it need? Um, so, yeah, it's definitely not easy. And, and we don't get rookie tests really anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, they make it, NASCAR makes it really hard um, if you're off right now. Like, if, you're, if your stuff's good, then, then it's not a big deal. But if you're missing something or you're just trying to get comfortable, then, uh, yeah, you don't have a lot of time to do it. And then you're doing it in the race and you're trying to make adjustments. So, uh, yeah, it's been been difficult, but uh, we've had speed uh, at a mile and a half stuff. And obviously the RCR Speedway stuff's really good. So, um, yeah, I think just a little bit of time letting Austin and I figure out the cars and, and uh, you know, see what direction we need to go with them. So, so at this point, you've basically ran on every type of track so far speedways mile and a half short track and a road course what's your preferred as a driver what's your preferred style of track for me i love mile and a half racing um that's my favorite and and probably like more of a, a rough or it doesn't even have to be rough or worn out just a place you can run all over it i think a kansas is probably my favorite um it's pretty smooth. It's kind of wore out, but you can run bottom to top. And I love that about it. Okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of like single lane racetracks where you're, you know, wrapping the bottom and then it just well, makes pass really hard. And well, well, a lot of people would say that that's what mile and a half tracks are in general. 
sort of is just except maybe like like Las Vegas to a degree is like single file. Yeah, this year it was, but a lot of time Vegas will will spread out and you can use a lot of the racetrack. I feel like a lot of them you can kind of move around nowadays, especially the more they get worn out. Obviously, the ones that have been repaved more recently, it takes it takes a while for those places to to wear out and be able to use more racetrack. Um, like a Texas, I don't like what they did with Texas. I think they ruined it. But um, yeah, I mean, it just if all the tracks were the same though, then you would have a team that would figure it out uh, yeah. and it'd be unbeatable for a while so yeah I mean you're not gonna have the same thing everywhere but I like that about it like we we go to different tracks and and that's obviously what's been really hard this year is we haven't had a a track that's been back to back like we haven't gone to a mile and a half two weeks in a row or a short track two weeks in a row you know we we're bouncing around so that's making it harder too well the, the, the month of May should be should be good for you because you go to Kansas and then a couple of weeks later, you, you go to Charlotte, right? So are, are you looking forward to the month of May? I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to mile and a half and just getting rolling and, and hopefully getting some good finishes, man. It it, uh, it wears on you when you're trying your hardest and running not good. So um, I feel like there's a few things I had to get out of the way and, and just learning how to race these guys and, and what the Xfinity car likes. Obviously, I haven't made friends at times just racing really hard and I think that's just a product of coming from the truck series like trucks it's expected everyone's going to race really hard doesn't matter where you're at it's just how it is um and Xfinity I think they expect a little bit more respect and, and give and take um where I race really hard all the time so yeah having to adjust with that a little bit and and uh you don't want to make enemies at the beginning of the season right <laughs> Yeah. Well, you, you've had some speed, like you, we've seen you up towards the front multiple times throughout the season, you know, Austin Hill, he's got his win at Daytona. So you got to feel good about what your cars are capable of. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, I think definitely our mile and a half stuff's been, I think we're really close with that. I think a couple little things uh, here and there, and I think we'll be racing for wins. Obviously Austin runs second at, uh, at Atlanta there mm-hmm. which is a little different just because they took away um repave and then they made us run a, a restrictive plate so that one's going to be a little bit different but um I felt Vegas I felt really fast I thought we were well inside of a top five car and I got caught up in Sieg's deal there when he was trying to get oh five yeah in. yeah so I slid the tires and I caught the wall a little bit but it didn't hurt the car but I slid the tires was the biggest thing to not hit them um and I had to pay it so now I'm off sequence and then raced their way back up there and spit on pit road during green flag stop so I had to come <laughs> from a lap down and came back to run sec- seventh so um I was a little bummed with that one I'm like man if I wouldn't have made that mistake speeding then uh then I think we would have finished uh well inside the top five and, and maybe even had a shot at the win on that last restart so so take take me back to that Las Vegas thing with, with Sieg and Gibbs like they they have their initial run in, then then there's the rain delay, and then you go back racing. How aware were you of their situation? Um, well, I didn't really see what happened. 
like obviously I was a few cars behind them and, and I saw Sieg take off up the racetrack and hit the wall. Uh, and then I seen them talking uh, under the red flag. So I figured they had squashed it or whatever and, and didn't really pay attention to it. Um, and then I see Sieg going up the racetrack, chasing them. Uh, and when they first went up the racetrack, it looked like they were going to like hit the wall and, and then like shoot down at the bottom mm. uh, and like Sieg spun back up the hill and like me and Brett had already like chosen to go top like when you're going that fast it's really hard to change position or change direction really fast uh, and it almost ruined our day yeah so I mean I was I was pretty frustrated with it actually for a little bit there just because I was I was like all right I get Ty ruined your day but don't ruin the rest yeah. of the day, you know, like that was almost really bad. That almost wrecked a lot of cars. Yeah. So that was the only thing I had. I'm like, don't wreck all of us just to get Ty back. You know, did, like, did, wait- you, did you talk to Ryan at all? It's like, Hey man, that's your beef, not mine. No, no. I mean, it don't, it don't matter at the end of the day, you know, it's okay. their deal. Um, I don't know if you're going to hit them, hit them, like destroy, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, which I know that's what he was going for, but just uh, just missed. Are you are you when it comes to that kind of stuff? Are you an eye for an eye guy? Absolutely, definitely, yeah. Why? I think if I turn somebody, then then uh, yeah, if they turn me back, I I get it, you know. But uh, if someone turns me, then yeah, I'm probably gonna give it back to you at some point. Maybe not that same day or the next week, but at some point I will. So in that case, like. With what happened last weekend at Richmond between Nemechek and Gibbs, I, I have felt like that whole thing's been overblown, like to to a degree. Yeah. So, like they're still talking about it yesterday on Sirius XM's. Like, really? It 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 wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't egregious. Yeah, I mean, I thought Ty did a really good job getting there. Like, um, the Xfinity car, if someone's even close to your left rear, it's really hard to get to the gas. Like it just how it packs air under the bumper and okay. uh, it just makes it to where you can't get to the gas. So it might have looked like John Hunter was slower, but when someone's that close, it's actually makes it really hard uh, for the guy in the front. So I thought Todd did a good job doing that and getting next to him. Um, yeah, and then he he blew the corner or whatever and just kind of I'm sure he was loose in I'm sure he drove I'm sure both of them drove in hard um so then you can't turn the wheel and you'll go up the racetrack um which I've done that you know I've done that to people I don't think it's a huge deal it's so hard to win nowadays that you know I don't think Ty has to do it because I do think he has the fastest race car like 90 percent of the time Mm -hmm. uh at least right now but um it's really not that big of a deal at the end of the day, you know, okay. everyone, it's going to happen to everyone at some point. I think the big deal is like their teammates. I think that that's primary thing that they make a big deal out of it. I mean, John Hunter would do the same thing. <laughs> you know? Canada five years ago. Come on. Of course. He would. <laughs> yeah. We all would do it. I mean, it's, it's not the same old, you know, gentleman's racing anymore. Like it's hard to race. Everyone's super aggressive and like, yeah, you're going to have that and you're going to make people mad and, and, uh, it's going to happen back to you, but, uh, it's just, it's what it is now. All right. 
So Martinsville, um, you're going up there t- t- tonight. So you have six starts there, the truck series. Um, that that many? Six starts at Martinsville, I think. Yeah, I guess that sounds right. Cause we used to go there twice a year. That sounds right. So what, what's been your takeaway from that, that track? Like what in, in the, you know, the landscape of short tracks that you've raced on, what's Martinsville to you? I've been, uh, I've been really bad there and I've been really good there. Um, honestly a lot of it it depends on track position and and how good your car turns I feel like for for me I've been I've been there with a really good truck 2020 uh one stage stage one and lapped up to like 14th uh and we were like that's probably the best truck I've ever had there um blew a tire in stage two leading came back to pass to a lead and and got spun um and that truck was just kind of, you have those every now and then they're just in the, in a league of their own and mm-hmm. it's kind of effortless. Like they just, they can turn underneath people and you can pass really easy. Um, and then sometimes you have a pretty good truck or car and then you get trapped in traffic. Um, and just the way you load the car in the corner, it's, it's a lot harder to do that when you're behind people. Um, so then yeah, it makes your car not drive as good. So it just depends where you're at. I think you got to be really patient, um, depending on where you're at. Obviously, if you're up front, then then you run your race. But I think if you get, you know, off cycle on on pit sequence, which seems to happen there a lot with everyone, um, you just gotta be patient at that point and and try to pass when you can and work your way back up there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The Xfinity car is probably gonna be a little different, and uh, it's probably one of my I don't know, more liked short tracks that we go to. So you said you were in the sim today. Like how how different does does Martinsville feel in the sim of an Xfinity car compared to what you actually know in real life from a truck? Uh I'm just a little less grip, really. Um the truck obviously has a lot of downforce, so and the motor's not as uh, doesn't have as much like bottom end, I don't think. So the truck is really easy to get back to the gas. With the Xfinity car, you have to pedal it a little bit and um, just slow it down a little bit more, which is really the only difference. Uh, once you get used to it, you really don't notice a difference. You're just kind of driving what you have. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to get there and, and practice later today and uh, yeah, see what we have. So if you win tomorrow night, do you have a place to put the clock? I'm sure I can find somewhere in my house, but it. <laughs> you you got to have like, this, just have it in the right spot where people will see it anytime they come in, right? Absolutely. It's got to be, it's got to be out and, and seeable for sure. So, so what, what has it been like for you um, getting acclimated to Richard Childress Racing? Like what have these first few months been like with the organization? Uh, honestly, it's been really good. I feel like everyone is is super easy going and laid back there, and and that part's been really good. Uh, my team's great, and, and we all get along really good. I think for me, coming from GMS, which is a a smaller truck team, that's all we did was truck race, and, and mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't as many people to answer to, and and. Uh, Obviously, when you're winning, it's a little easier running up front every week. So yeah, uh, now yeah, now we've just been 
been struggling a little bit and uh, there's so many departments at RCR, obviously big team, cup team. So uh, that's been a little bit, a little bit of an adjustment and just a lot more people to answer to, um, which not really used to that. So uh, yeah, just a little adjusting there and, and uh, yeah, trying to explain to the guys what the cars are doing, what I like, what I don't like. And uh, yeah, trying to explain to them what it does and then them interpret it and, and try to make them better. So, so more people to answer to, so you're having to get used to bureaucracy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just uh, communicating better. You know, like at the truck team, we just, I just communicated with my team and, and we had competition meetings every week and, and we had uh, actually he's crew chief in the 24 truck this year for Jack. Uh, Tom is his name. He, uh, he kind of ran the truck program there. Um, so, you know, we just kind of went through him and told us, told him what we thought the trucks needed or what they didn't need. And, uh, yeah, now it's, now you're talking to 10 people and not one and, and, um, which everything's been, been relatively really good. Just, uh, just trying to find a little speed. What's the, what's been the most surprising thing about your transition to Xfinity? Um, Gosh, I don't know. Probably, uh, probably just how much fonder the car is to race. I'd funner. say them. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Is that a word? Funner, more fun. fun. It's more so, it's more fun than the truck. Yeah, definitely. Like the truck is is really cool by itself, and uh, obviously goes really fast. But it's really hard to race with how the air works and and everything like that. Where the Xfinity car, you don't deal with near as much air uh, and you can just kind of kind of race your own race and and you can do more to pass people uh where the truck yeah you just have to be straight up like way faster to to pass so that that's been uh that's been a lot of fun i've been enjoying that a lot um and probably just honestly how laid back everyone's been um just everyone is is old school up there i feel like and, and just wants to race and win races how useful has it been having a teammate, Austin Hill, who's also making that transition? Yeah, it's been good. I feel like we share a lot of the same ideas. Obviously, we probably have a little bit different driving style, but um, I feel like we're we're always really close. I think Richmond's probably been the furthest apart we've been, but when we go to the bigger tracks, I feel like we're always really close to each other on what we're feeling and what we think we need. Um, so that's nice. It's it's nice that we're not, you know, completely opposites of each other. What, what's it been like uh, getting get, melded, gelling with your new uh, crew chief? Uh, I brought my crew chief from uh, oh. AMS with me. So Oh, OK. Yeah, Never mind. Um, so I should I should know that. I should know that. Sorry. So, OK. So what's it like been making the transition with the guy you had success with in trucks? Yeah, I think it just eliminated having to, you know, build that relationship. I brought my crew chief and engineer, so okay. they knew what I like. Uh, obviously, the car is a lot different, but so I think we're still trying to find that a little bit, too, like what I feel comfortable with and what I want the car to do. Um, mm -hmm. So we're still searching for that a little bit, which we had to search for that in the truck, too. Um, 
but yeah, just eliminated having that and, and, you know, the trust and, and that, like they already trust me and, and whatever I think the car is doing, he's going to try to try to fix or, or whatever. And, and we go back and forth with that. So uh, yeah, it's nice to not have to deal with those growing pains. Do you guys, have you guys had to like change the way you communicate at all? Like the way you describe certain things, like changing your, your verbiage or anything like that? Uh, not really. I try to keep things very simple. Um, I don't, you know, I just, it's tight here, loose there. I feel like it's rolling over on this corner. Like just, I try to keep it super simple and and uh, not make it complicated because then you just, I feel like you get lost. Um, and that's just kind of how I've always, always been. So I haven't really changed anything. I'm still trying to find what I like in the car. If I like being on the tight side or, or maybe a little free, um, that's still something we're, we're working on. And, and we really don't have a balance that we shoot for every week yet because um, we don't really know. You know, we're going to different tracks every week. I was wondering, were you in the truck series um, as long as you expected to be? I know it was basically three full-time years and you were there a year after you won the title. Did, did you expect to be in the truck series for three years like like you were? Initially, no, but I think it was good for me. Um, I came in the first year and, and had a lot of growing to do and a lot of learning uh, and then had a really good 2020, which I feel like I still made uh, mistakes and threw away a few different race wins there and uh I feel like last year I I raced really well I just uh our trucks weren't quite as good as they were in in uh uh 2020 and um gosh really wanted to win Bristol there I led like 194 200 laps um yeah. so lost a couple wins um last year that that I felt we we earned or or deserved but now that's why it's racing and doesn't always work out that way so so when like when you won the title were you in your your mind were you like all right next year i'm going to extend racing that was that ever a possibility i mean i had already signed again with gms for the for the following year so i knew i was going truck okay. racing but i thought maybe i'd get some opportunities after mm -hmm. winning the truck title maybe it maybe uh a phone call to go race xfinity car here and there but uh yeah no it's all about how much money you got now. <laughs> okay. So, so what made 2022 the right time or the right opportunity for you to, to make this job? Uh, I don't know. I think it was just time. I think I knew I wanted to go and move up. Um, I didn't really want to do another year in trucks because then I think you can get, you know, lost uh, or kind of forgotten about. So <laughs> I wanted to move up and, and, you know, the goal obviously is to go cup racing one day, but, um, yeah, I just think it was time and, um, GMS was downsizing. They were starting their cup team. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure we could have gone back, but I think it was a good time to move up. All right. So I, I noticed, um, you wear glasses. Yep. So like, are you wearing those while you're racing? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much the only time I wear them really. Um, I'll wear them here and there around the house or, or sometimes I'll go to the simulator with them, but it's not like I can't see. I mm -hmm. just wear the, I just can see the details and things a little bit better. Uh, just like in the track and just 
I can see like the bumps and, and just, just tiny details better. So, so near sighted, far sighted, which one? So I have astigmatism. So I'm kind of both like my eyes are opposite. So I have like one eye that's really good far and then I have one okay. eye that's really close. Uh, and they like mask each other really well. So like with both eyes, my eyes are pretty good. But then if I close one eye, like then I'm really bad. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah. So when did you start wearing them while you raced? Uh, I just started this year. Okay. So I, I had glasses growing up as a kid that I never really wore <laughs> for, for school and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I've been meaning to go get some and and uh i'll probably switch over to contacts i think i just wanted to go and, and get glasses first and uh and see how i like them and then you know get my prescription right before switching the contacts so so it helps you see details is there any any way that they limit you in, when you're racing i don't think so I, like the first week i wore them i was really bad with like my depth perception yeah yeah i was wondering about that um, but I started wearing them like three weeks before race season. So by the time, by the time race season was around, like now I can take my glasses on and off and I don't really notice a difference. Okay. It was well, probably I, like four minutes of adjusting, but. Like that's not something you just typically see. Like I remember Tony Stewart, the last few years of his career, he, he started wearing them while he raced. So I was like, huh, how, how does that, you know, impact your field of vision and all that like you said depth perception so huh, okay so you're from alpine california i i did a very quick google search um okay and it's technically not a town it's a census designated area um so tell me what is alpine california like alpine's not a town <laughs> it's, it's a census designated area according to google huh i'd never knew that but um the alpines on on the outskirts of san diego okay. uh, 30 minutes east of of san diego in the mountains if you've ever been to california california is just kind of mountains anyway besides when you're on the beach yeah. um but yeah it's just kind of up and up in the mountains um and yeah that's where i grew up it's super uh it's super not what you think when you think California. When you think California or San Diego, you think, you know, downtown, the beach life, uh, this and that, which it's only like 30 minutes away. So we were always down there, obviously. But um, yeah, very just blue collar, working class. Um, yeah, everyone was pretty normal. Off-road and, and dirt bikes were really big. Okay. Uh, so I grew up doing that and and pretty much rode uh pit bikes with my buddies all the time or, or we were super into bmx um yeah i mean we have a, a an ag department and, and a rodeo at our high school which is in lakeside you have, a, but, you have a rodeo at the high school yeah rodeo grounds at oh cat where i graduated from so it's it's yeah it's not uh it's not like what you think when when you think you know san diego but uh it's like east county is what we call it so uh it's like alpine el cajon lakeside uh santee and it's like i don't know where do you live at do you live in north carolina no no I, i'm in uh arkansas right now okay so i have no idea anything really about arkansas but it would just be like 
four neighboring cities that are all smaller or kind of small uh and it's all like the same thing pretty much that's kind of how it was so so on fr- friday nights at your school did you instead of going to the, the football game you went to the rodeo is that is that how it worked uh honestly i only went to one rodeo there it was after i graduated <laughs> um but it, yeah it was fun <laughs> and uh i honestly one only went to like maybe a handful of football games like that was not my scene and, and it really wasn't thing I went to like one basketball game growing up and yeah it just wasn't it wasn't me it wasn't my thing I'd rather be uh hanging out with buddies or, or most of the time we we're at the racetrack so there was really no no time for that so what, what did your parents do so my uh my dad actually worked for my grandfather's construction company okay like a estimator and superintendent so he would run jobs and, and also estimate jobs. And then my mom kind of went back and forth. She worked in the office at one point, um, kind of while we were really the whole time we were growing up because her hours were flexible and she could work our school hours. So she'd drop us off, go work for six, seven hours and then pick us up from school. And we were always having to do work errands with her. <clears throat> and then she actually went back to being a hairdresser and, and owned a, a salon and did that and then now she went back to uh which it's been eight years probably now uh her and my aunt own and, and run a uh traffic control company uh in san diego so <laughs> like if you see like all the cones set up near a job site and like the guy with the paddle with the stop and and yeah. slow uh yeah so they they do that um I mean, my dad actually builds houses in in uh, South Dakota. So, yeah, my parents were were very average and just uh, you know working class. Still are. I don't know if they'd want to hear you call them average. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like just your normal. Yeah, I get it. Normal parent, you know. I get you. <laughs> so I, I will probably um, use the audio from this interview on my podcast, uh, dropping the hammer, which is okay of course, uh, named after the famous line from Days of Thunder. So every every uh, driver I have on, I, I ask them this question. W- which driver from Days of Thunder are you? Are you Cole Trickle, Rowdy Burns, or Russ, we- Russ Wheeler? Cole Trickle, man. Cole Trickle. Well, why, why is Sheldon Creed Cole Trickle? <laughs> well, I feel like um, a little bit on edge. Uh, I have a lot of speed, but sometimes don't use it greatly. <laughs> and I feel like that's how Cole was. Uh, but I feel like when things are right, um, yeah, I can get their job done. All right. So what what so what are your expectations for the next few weeks for you with Martinsville and everywhere we go uh, after that? You so you're not are you you're not you guys don't go to Bristol because it's dirt. So for the next month or so what were the expectations for the two team uh, i mean just improving really um looking forward to getting the bigger tracks but really just want to go and have smooth races and and if the car is not great then then just need to be learning as much as i can doing good pit road and you know trying to be number one on pit road or at least you know one of the top guys uh which 
sounds dumb, but there is a ton of time on pit road and it's, and everyone's paying attention to it now. So, uh, yeah, just being good there, being good on restarts, just trying to put all the little things together. So when our car is fast, uh, maybe you have a shot at winning that, that I do all the little things, right? All right. Uh, well, that's all I got for you, Sheldon. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out of your, your day. Um, so have a fun hour drive to Martinsville and enjoy, uh, the, the race tomorrow. So under uh, the lights. Thank you. Looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Take care.